This is crazy. Hmm? It, it, it's crazy. Crazy. I thought we weren't going to have baseball until July. They proved me wrong. I didn't think the Mets were going to do that much in free agency. They proved me wrong. I thought the Yankees were going to do something. They proved me wrong. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. And free agency is off to a hot, hot start. Welcome to Downtown Sports. I am the mouth of the South, John Schiavone, along with my co-host, the Beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente. This is Downtown Sports. This is where sports come home. And even though my team, the Mets, have uh, went out there, shored up their pitching staff, shored up their lineup, all I see from the Yankees are the same kind of moves that I would see from a Wilpon-owned baseball team doing it via the trade market, giving away prospects to get a over-the-hill third baseman, you know, just thing after thing. And then in Minnesota, where they just took Gio Urshela and Gary Sanchez from you. They then signed Correa, and now they have a contender. A legitimate contender that I think is better than the Chicago White Sox right now. You know how many times we've said that about the Minnesota Twins. They they build a great Bomba squad. They, they build a great staff. Gary Sanchez is going to be on a person because here's the thing. The one thing everybody said about Gary Sanchez is he's not lazy. He was the first there and the last to leave. He's that kind of hard worker. If you put him in an environment where he doesn't have cameras in his face every 50 seconds and he actually can sit back, relax and work and actually be with a fan base that would appreciate his power because it's not going to be something that is you know, oh, just another power bat that strikes out. Oh, just another this. So oh, just another that. They needed that power and they got it. And now Correa signs with Minnesota and you have a legitimate threat. Probably Pitching's their threat. only problem. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, let's see where I'm, I'm going to be very curious where Minnesota goes with this. And I want, that's where I kind of want to dive in because the Yankees did make a move. They got Isaiah Kiner Falefa, they got Josh Donaldson. And Josh Rortvet in return for this trade. Now, I know Yankees haven't really made a lot of moves. Everyone's criticizing Cashman, and rightfully so. But I like the addition for at least this trade. I, I understand. Everyone's going to go, well, why would the Yankees get rid of Rochella? Sure-handed gloves. Oh, no, you had to get rid of him. But I think you did the wrong thing. I think you could have gotten rid of him for an actual starter. You could have gotten a pitching. You could have gotten an arm. You could have gotten something better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. And again, I'm I'm surprised again. This has been and the by the way, by the way, by the way, Donaldson doesn't strike out. So that's a no, Donaldson's a very good hitter. Donaldson's a solid so hitter. I'm I'm cool with that, but I don't know exactly like did Minnesota realize this was the time he was gonna have diminishing returns and then just sent their trash over to the Yankees. I mean, that's sort of Oakland A's David Justice territory. Yeah. It's very interesting and because, I mean, look at what Oakland also did throughout this offseason. They've unloaded a lot of their talent that they that came up in the farm. Like, they gave up 
Olsen. You gave up Starling Marte. You gave up you gave up several pieces of your you gave up Mark Canna. You, you gave up like like a third of your starting lineup that was basically key for you over the past three, four years. Pretty much now the Mets have become the NLAs when you think about it. You with also gave up your pitcher in Bassett. Huh? Yeah, with a better pitching staff. Yeah. Well, now the Mets at least have the most dangerous pitching staff in the major leagues. Every one of their arms can give you seven innings a start. Should they stay healthy? Yes. That's going to be the key ingredient. But even if they don't, you got guys coming back pretty soon. Lucchese is a name you could think Lucchese, about. We'll see about that. Yeah. Um, you know, McGill is going to be the number five McGill. starter. Okay. You have a couple um, pieces there. Okay. You got a few guys in the in the farm that could actually throw the ball. So I, I Buck Showalter said he wanted depth. And now he has it. I mean, yeah. And give the Mets credit. They did go out and get the players they needed. Uh particularly obviously the crown jewel of this free agency for everyone was getting Max Scherzer. That was kind of a move. I don't know if maybe many people saw this move coming. Was was I he didn't. going to fit? But it worked. That was the key. And now Scherzer's here. Three years, $130 million. And he will be forming a dangerous duo with Jacob DeGrom. I mean, can you imagine one of the better one-two punches in starting pitching that you're going to ever see in this game? And Guys by the that way, can go deep in a game every single week, every single and, night when you need them to. And by the way, well, we, we can't say that definitively yet. And I hate to say it this way because I love Jacob DeGrom, but he blamed somebody for having his arm above his head for hurting him more. Like his, his arm was screwed up last season. So I don't know about the longevity of DeGrom in games. Maybe he only goes six innings. Maybe that's how he has to start. I don't know what to do because. Yeah, this is what you were talking about. The positioning in an MRI tube aggravated his injured arm. That's what I'm reading right here. Yeah. From November. Yeah. So, you know, he's had a lot of complications coming back. So I would be very concerned about Jacob deGrom. Scherzer, I think, and this is what uh, Mr. Cohen did. He made sure that he had an ace if DeGrom had to go down. He yeah. understood that you couldn't just rely on one guy. Even if he is the best guy in the league, you can't just rely. You also on have one. someone that even at DeGrom's age, and he's pretty much proven he's an accomplished ace, but you have somebody now in Scherzer. Maybe you could teach DeGrom a thing or two about maybe better conditioning, maybe a uh, different way to throw the maybe different way to throw the ball, perhaps maybe go more off speed stuff instead of constantly relying on mid nineties fastball. They're not going to teach each other anything. You know I what they're they going to do? Hold on. They you know, they're not going to become like super buddies running around. You know what those two guys both are? They are both people that have to be the number one on their squad. Everybody says about both Scherzer and DeGrom. They both have killer instinct and they have to be the best where they are. So you want to know what these two are going to do? They're going to start one upping each other. 
Remember when DeGrom and when DeGrom and Harvey were one upping each other? Remember how amazing DeGrom was then? That raised DeGrom's level beyond anything we could have ever seen. Could you imagine how much Scherzer could unlock DeGrom? They'll both now DeGrom has some and, and maybe being the number two to Jacob DeGrom might make Max Scherzer reach back in time a little mm. bit to get back to where he was when he was in his prime. The key is going to be, again, the health of these two. And if the Mets can get off to a very hot start, because this has been the problem with the Mets over the years, is when they start off slowly. That's been what kills this team. Yeah, and that's they have not going to happen now. This is a different... And by the way, there's a there's a few pieces that might not be here going forward. Uh, J.D. Davis, I don't see a spot for him on this team. Yep. I think he's uh I think he's gonna be the next one shipped out in a trade. I don't think the Mets are done. The Mets did get rid of a few people already. Stroman went to the Cubs. They also got rid of Gazelman. He went to the Cubs. So the Mets did unload a few pieces. They did unload some of their staff a little bit. Not crazy, but they needed to get rid of a few guys. Fine. JD Davis, he should be going somewhere else. Still haven't heard anything yet. McNeil gonna stay where he is. I still he's don't gonna know be the starting Mets at second base. And guess what? The Mets have a Perfect person for that new DH role. His name is Robinson Cano, and he will jack 8,000 home runs out of the park before he gets suspended mid-July for steroid use. I'm curious what Cano, which Robinson Cano the Mets are getting. I'm going to be very curious about that. But you know what? They're going to they're going to get somebody who will probably get suspended again for steroids because he hasn't learned his lesson. Um. And he's going to jack out about 15 home runs before July. Yep. He's going to hit about 280. You know, he's going to do what Robinson Cano has done his entire career. When have we ever seen him not hit to anywhere between 260 and 280, anywhere between 25 and 35? Yeah. On top of that, you know, the Mets did, in addition to adding Scherzer, they also added Bassett to the back end of their rotation. They made a couple of additional moves to the lineup. Having Starling Marte in the lineup is going to really help the Mets. And the likelihood is he'll position in as possibly a number, a leadoff, maybe a number two hitter in the Met lineup. And four years, 78 million, pretty solid bat, very capable outfielder. We'll be very curious to see how much I think Marte the Mets helps might be putting, this lineup. I think the Mets might be putting uh, Francisco Lindor in the second spot. Well, that if, because if, if you've that noticed, because if you've noticed, a lot of teams are putting their best hitter second, yeah. then that's so, likely what happens. Probably either Lindor will bat will lead off, and then you put you could put Marte in the number two you spot. Put Marte, in the lineup. You put Marte one, you put Marte one, you put Lindor two, then you throw the other guys Alonzo, in behind that. Yeah, Pete Alonso can get thrown in there. Alonso got to be Dom four. Smith, maybe Dom Smith in the lineup someplace. You can throw Dom a lot Smith, of pieces. Around. Dom Smith is the odd man out right now. Well, in my right opinion, now, Dom, Dom Smith and uh, J.D. Davis are the odd man out. And here's the thing, though. It, I think if the Mets are smart, they keep Dom Smith. Because once again, Alonzo did not have a good season last year. I hope being in this lineup around these players gets him into gets him into a mindset where he could be the polar bear again. And I, I hate when the, I hate when everybody gives the Met players these nicknames. Every time you see a nickname on a Met player, you know they're doomed for failure. That's yeah. the way it's been. Thor, 
Where's Thor now? Yeah. Uh, the well, Dark Knight. Where's yeah. he now? Gone. Yeah, I mean, look, the Mets have a very different, have a little bit of a different lineup than what they had last year. Obviously, Javi Baez, gone. Jonathan VR, gone. Dom Smith probably could be on his way out. Maybe he stays. J.D. Davis, likely on his way out. I don't, obviously, I don't think he stays. You already lost a couple. You got rid of Stroman. You got rid of Gazelman. You got rid of a few pieces down there. The Mets did a lot of, have done a lot of reshuffling. And I'm going to be curious to see when the Mets put this lineup on the field come day one. Also, the Mets added Mark Cano to help their uh, infield a little bit. He'll be a, you know, I mean, he'll be an okay bat. Two years, 26 and a half million. Okay. You know what they're doing? They're paying him to be a freaking defensive replacement. Hmm. Is Conforto because then they could they could do a double switch, take out a DH, throw uh, Lindor in the DH hole, throw can throw Cano in the field or something. Hmm. You know, take McNeil out a second, put him in hmm. for the end of the game. I like that the Mets are looking at depth here because that's something I don't think the Mets paid a lot of attention to in the past was depth. You know and why? Because somebody will- went down. The Wilpons wouldn't pay for it. If you want depth, you got to pay for it. And that's what the Dodgers did. They paid for depth. Everybody wonders why did the Dodgers sign all these people that are high-level players but log-jammed them at the same position? You know why? Because if somebody goes down, there's somebody of equal skill to back them up. And having Buck Showalter managing this crew, I think, is going to be probably the best blessing the Mets could have had. A guy that's going to keep a locker room together, a guy that knows how to build a playoff team he's done it for years he's been in this game for over 20 years i'm gonna i'm gonna say something he was the original analytics man but here's the other thing yeah when buck showalter coaches a team and i don't see any reason why it would be any different with the mets yep he stays there about two to three years and then he wears out his welcome and he's gone that's usually been the story with him yes so the what the Mets have done in response to Showalter's reputation is give him a ready-made team to go to the World Series, so that in that two to three years, perhaps they win two to three World Series. I think that's the plan well, here. Well, give Buck Showalter the best roster he's ever worked with, and this is yeah. no, no offense to the '95 Yankees. This on paper is the best roster he's ever worked with. Well, on paper. And this plan right now, I think the Mets window is about at least, what would you say, about three, four years the Mets have with the window of what they got right now in front of them, give, give or how take. Many, how many years is Jacob deGrom's prime? There's your answer. Yeah, well, deGrom is right now about 34 years old now. He's kind of getting to that midpoint of his. Remember, that- though, he started pitching at the young, tender age of 27. Yeah. So remember, he he didn't start pitching until his late 20s, That's true. meaning his arm doesn't think about Jacob deGrom's arm as about five to six years younger, maybe or account for his age three years younger. So he's got at 34. He's got the arm of a 31 year old where you're starting to see some injuries pop up and can he go along into games and maybe it's time for him to adjust his. He's going to have to change style. his mechanics. I think he has to. And look, I know DeGrom has a live arm. I know DeGrom is not afraid to throw that 100 fastball. But maybe DeGrom has to learn how to take a little off that fastball. That's not the way he is. He he has. Everybody everybody compares Jacob DeGrom to Tom Brady. 
they have that same killer mentality. Like he goes out there and he plans to destroy everybody he goes against. And I think that mentality is going to remain. It doesn't matter how fast he throws the ball. I think he's in that Mariano Rivera type of headspace where it doesn't matter how fast his pitches are. They're going to work. Yeah, because he is who he is on that mound. And DeGrom is also very smart. You see him mix a lot of off-speed yeah. stuff. His his off-speed stuff is about 20 to 25 miles an hour slower than his... And by the way, he gets, he's got a slider that's 10 miles an hour slower than his fastball. Yeah, a a changeup that's deadly. 15 miles an hour yep. slower yes. than his... The, and a 25 mile an hour less curveball. The curveball is what's going to get affected by this sure. by these elbow injuries, though. The key, he though, might for me, lose that curve a little bit. The next key for me, and I hope this is something the Mets are going to look at. The Mets need to score runs for Degrom as well. They need to score runs for him. It seems like every time Degrom takes the mound, Mets maybe score about two up. runs for him. We can't even we can't even talk about the past anymore. The past no. is over. Oh, no. A lot of these guys are gone. I want to see that. I don't. I don't want to hear same old Mets like we hear same old Jets. That's the oh same. no. We'll hear same old Mets if they do the same old thing with a new roster. I mean that then then we could say same old Mets and we could bring up these things if they are still happening. Because I'm just the Met- not going to doom these Met players that oh, no, are no. currently on this roster not. to that reputation. It's not their fault. No. And the Mets need to also be aware of the rest of what the league is throwing at them here. Take a look at what has happened around the National League East. You know what? We're going to go through everything really quickly. Yeah. So why don't we do this? We don't have a top 10 list. Yeah. But we have a list of how many? People about 50 free agents so far that have signed. All right, let's go up. Let's gone. go up. We're going to take a look at all of them. Correa starting... is obviously, yeah. Let's begin with, yeah, Correa. He just, the deal's not quite officially signed, but three years, 105 is like when it's official, official, then it will be updated here. But roughly, Correa is locked into that $105.3 million contract for three years with the ability to opt out after one year. I'm going to be curious where that move is going to go for Correa. Corey Seager, he signed that 10-year deal with the Texas Reign with, with Texas. I I can't believe he took a deal like that, honestly, to sign for 10 years at $325 million for one guy. Are the Texas Rangers even going anywhere this year? Have no. the Texas Rangers ever made sense when they made moves? Yeah. Ever? So you add him at 325, then you add Marcus Simeon for seven years at $175 million. So look how much money Texas spent on two players. They spent $500 million on two players. But they have been developing the players that were in their farm system, the players at their major league level. Maybe they feel if they it's time to add the stars and see what they got. Have you seen what the American League West looks like? Are the Texas Rangers even ready to compete with Houston? Are they even ready to compete with the Mariners yet? Could you imagine being the Texas Rangers watching all these people make these moves and your fan base is just looking at you like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you have to do something to at least True. show your fan base you're halfway trying. True. Chris Bryant, this is the one I'm confused with. Going to Colorado, seven years, $182 million. Uh, very interesting. I, I, I'm going to agree with you on this. One. So he wants to be a home run king. I guess that's what, what this is for, because, yeah, he's a bam box guy. 
And now that he's going to. Could you. I'm not saying the Rockies don't have talent in this lineup. The Rockies have some hitting in this lineup. They They do. Charlie Black. Bryant completes it. Bryant completes it. And Chris Bryant doesn't like being in. uh, I've noticed, you know, he the Chicago Cubs. He wasn't he wasn't too happy in Chicago in big city environment. You send him to San Francisco, which is a little calmer. But now you go to Colorado. You're going to Denver. You're going to a city that's not really going to be on your case. I think Chris Bryant wants that sort of peace and quiet. Another one of these players that needs the smaller market in order to thrive. I think uh, that's Chris Bryant's deal. And you're going to see Chris Bryant thrive. All right. And you knew San Francisco, and he he also knew San Francisco was a flash in the pan, and that wasn't yeah. going to happen again. Well, while San Francisco lost a piece, the Dodgers gained a huge piece. Freddie Freeman, six years, $162 million. As Thank if the you. Dodgers didn't need yes. any more bats in this lineup. I am lineup. so happy. Now you have you know Freddie what? Freeman. Go home, Freddie. Go home and stay the hell away from me. Uh, I'll you really see had you that in the playoffs. I'll see you in the playoffs where we annihilate you, okay? Well, because now you're wearing wait. a Dodger uniform, and those Dodgers can't beat the. You have to them. have a little respect for this man. No, I he carried don't. a Braves. He carried. He has a been my enemy series. for years. He is a Atlanta Brave first baseman. I don't like him. I don't care that he's the best first baseman in baseball. He should have signed with the New York Yankees, but he didn't probably because Brian Cashman didn't want to pony up. Also, the money. Well, so his wife was running a, a clothing business in, in L.A. and, you know, Freeman's from L.A. He's from California, you know, kind of wanted to be close to home, I guess. So he I'm surprised him. I'm surprised he hasn't put up an I'm coming home meme when he's wearing a Dodgers jersey and hugging a Dodgers teddy bear. Yep. All right. Then the Blue Jays did this little trade. Robbie Ray going over to Seattle. I think that will help their, it'll help their rotation. Definitely a solid arm. They did lose Yusei Kikuchi, did the Mariners. So now you'll get a, a guy that really broke out last year, had over 200 strikeouts. I'm going to be very curious to see how much Robbie Ray will kind of bring the Mariners to the next level. They were close to the playoffs this past year. Yeah. So they showed something. They did beef up and added some bats to this lineup. Will it be enough though to challenge the AL West. We'll have to find that out. Let's keep it. So moving. here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to stop describing everything. Absolutely. We're yeah. just going to go through the list yep. and we're going to tell you where did they end up. So I'll take the next few. Then you take the next few. Very well. It sounds like a plan. Go back to that list. Max Scherzer, as we know, go up back, yep. back to where we were. Max Scherzer, as we know, has went to the Mets. Gosman has left the San Francisco Giants and has moved on to the Toronto Blue Jays to enhance their rotation. Gosman returns to the AL East. Marcus Stroman, as we know, is signed three years to the Cubs. Sterling Marte to the Mets. And now we make a full period stop. Trevor Story. Will he stay? Will he go? I think Colorado signing Chris Bryant might have been a play to maybe keep Trevor Story around. 
if he stays, that lineup's going to be pretty good. You keep if Shorey, he stays, Colorado is a contender. So a maybe contender. adding. I don't think the rotation's that good, and you're playing in the National League West. You're playing but in the if, Dodgers division. If the if Story stays, and Bryant goes to Colorado. That's like that star they've been waiting for to make the lineup really good. Yes, their pitching stinks, but imagine a lineup with Story, with Bryant, and the rest of those home run hitters in a place where home runs happen easily. Yeah, yeah, high altitude in Denver, hundred percent. So, one more bat really could propel Colorado to something. All right, we'll see and how that based pans upon which, just based upon where they play. How many Rocky teams, for example, have made the playoffs with subpar rosters? That's been their MO. Yeah. Throughout uh, organizationally throughout history. I'm not saying the Rockies haven't had history going into the playoffs or or having a good run. I, I've seen them do it. It's happened. They've been a play, they've been a contender for a while. It has happened. However, New York Yankees, you better take a good look. And th- yeah. this had better be your shortstop. I swear to God, if well, they don't sign. Trevor story, then I have some things to say. So let's keep going down the list. Taylor is back on the Dodgers. Avi Baez went to the Cubs. I went to the Tigers. Castellanos to the Phillies. Five years, $100 million. This is an interesting move for me. Yeah, well, like we'll talk about it in a sec. We'll talk about going. it in a sec. We have yep. to keep going down the list. Kershaw. Kershaw locked up for one more year. Okay, that's good. They needed to keep him. Verlander locked up another year. We'll see if he comes back from the injury. Fine. Cindergaard going to the Angels one year. I don't know how I feel about this. A prove it deal. That's what it is. A prove it deal. Cindergaard didn't get the money he wanted. Cindergaard wasn't getting the contract offers he wanted that he thought he was going to get. So he took a one year prove it deal. Yep. Eduardo Rodriguez to the Tigers five year deal. Help that rotation. I think the Tigers are slowly building something in the central, but we're going to have to see how strong they become over time. And I'll be curious if maybe by the next year, maybe even to this year, can AJ Hinch's crew contend? We'll see about that. Uh, Kenley Jansen, one year deal with the Braves, giving them a proven closer that I don't know if the Braves really needed a closer. I thought Will Smith was pretty solid closing games for them, but now you, you get another what? capable arm. Yeah. Cause that does everything in baseball right now. So that's kind of, the because you know thing. what in, in the age of the opener, you're going to need two closer-type arms. What if you only have four decent starters? True. That's going to be interesting for me as well, because look at it this way. Yeah, you lose Freeman. He's gone. Now you now the Mets are going to see Kenley Jansen regularly all every year now. And do you know what's funny? Let's go down the rest of the list. Oh, Iglesias to the Angels. Sure. Signs all right, well, he saved deal. four years. Fine. Rizzo. You know what? Let, we're years, not going to. Yeah, Rizzo. Here's the thing. Everybody's so excited about. Oh, yeah. Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. That's the same guy you had. And he wasn't the guy you wanted. Anthony Rizzo is a very capable. Conforto still has not signed. He's 29 and he had, he really had a bad last two years. And he's been striking out. And he's been hurt. Is he really a good is he still capable of being on a team that needs a con- that needs somebody to contend with? Is he is he capable of knowing what contenders Conforto? That's my question. Um, Conforto, and of course his agent wants a lot more money than he's worth. Yeah. And that's otherwise he'd be a Met right now. Actually, they'd have kept him if uh, he decided to you know be reasonable about a deal. However, 
the Mets did offer Conforto five years and a hundred and something million dollars to stay. And he turned it down. Okay. That was at the beginning of last season. We'll have to see where Conforto goes. John Gray going to Texas four year deal. So, all right, Texas got themselves an arm, a good, a, a decent ace in their rotation. Brendan I'll Belt accepted his qualifying offer. Yep, we'll see where that goes. Phillies agree to a four year deal with Kyle Schwarber. Big bat that helped Boston in the playoffs last year and a very good power hitter. So, a lot of DHs are, a lot of hitters are going to find new homes because of the DH in the National League. For sure. Nelson Cruz going to the Nationals. That's one such move right there. One-year deal. Again, 41. Nelson Cruz pretty much makes every lineup good wherever he goes. So, you know what? Okay. We'll see how There's that There's your defensive out. backup, Kana. Let's go down, down the Kluber list, to down the, Rays, the list. Matt's to the Cards. Rodon That's actually – Matt's to the Cardinals is actually a very good move. Don't Cardinals forget about build the Cardinals. Great pitchers. Cardinals always build good pitching. They find a way to take a bad pitcher, and they make him a great one once you go to St. Louis. Rodon to the Giants. Ron Dolan went to the Giants. That's, yeah, replaced Gosman. Okay. It's a good Pineda, arm, though. I believe, stayed with Philadelphia. He did. Oh, was he stayed with Minnesota, did Pineda. Yep. Granke going to, yep. back to the Royals. That's interesting. Knebel to help boost the Phillies' pen. McHugh to the, to the Braves, boost their pen. Danny Duffy staying with the Dodgers. Eh, Brooks Raley to the Rays. Eh, okay. Let's keep going. And that's about, that's yeah, really about, about everybody. Um, Escobar went to the Mets as well, third base. Oh, yeah, Eduardo Escobar. Escobar. All right, so that's another, that's third base right there. So, so you have to, where's you have to JD going to go? Yeah, JD has no spot unless he, the Mets decide to have him DH, which I don't, now that the National League is going to get a DH, maybe JD Davis DHs. Um, no, you have Robinson Cano yeah. with no home on the field. Yeah. Or, honestly, uh, who's the better glove, Jeff McNeil or Robinson Cano? I well, the Mets are going to have McNeil stay, be at second base, so they, they feel McNeil can play second. <sighs> Why do they never put him in his natural position? And then you have Escobar playing third. You can have Canna playing short. You can mix. Uh, you can kind of mix some pieces Lindor around there. is your shortstop? Huh? Francisco Lindor? Oh, excuse me, Lindor, excuse me. Lindor, I mean, short. you signed him for a you signed you him Canna for back a him up. record yeah, deal. Yeah, can it be like a defensive replacement? My apologies. All right. Well, no, so you have Lindor could play could play the position. His glove didn't suffer. That, that was one thing oh. that still worked. No, definitely not. All right. But you have something there. You have you have a good infield. If you're the Mets now, the curious thing will be how will Buck Showalter manage all of that? That's going to be a, that's going to be something I look forward to seeing with that. But do you know what team I didn't see picking up anyone? Look up and down. Yeah, look the Yankees. Yeah, Yankees. Uh, somebody's missing. Yeah, other than Rizzo, and you got even Kyle the Marlins Falefa. signed somebody. What all okay, the that Yankees was have done. Garcia? Okay, that's really uh, that's really I mean whatever. But they did something. Anything they did. Now, all the Yankees did was sign Rizzo. That was your that was your first baseman last year, so that's not making an improvement. You make the trade with Kiner Falefa and Donaldson. And you trade Luke Voigt. Can you really yeah, can you really tell me that, you know, any of these moves are groundbreaking, or does this sound like the same old, same old stuff Yankees. where we're waiting for Yankees. Aaron Hicks and Soriano is going to be an ace. and That's exactly what it's going to be. 
That's exactly where, what the Yankees, I believe, are banking on yet again. Unless coming back. They, unless they do the right thing, and that's sign Trevor Story. And why do they want to sign Trevor Story? Let's let's click on him real quick. Let's sure. pull up the, the, the file. Sure. Well, Trevor Story is somebody that will help the Yankees infield, which they obviously now got a little weaker because, you know, do I trust Glaber Torres in the infield right now? No, I don't. But the only thing about Trevor Story and uh, the reason you wanted Korea, uh, uh, more right-handed power. More right-handed power. Uh, uh, is that really what the Yankees needed? They Another need a right-handed bat. bat? They needed a lefty bat. I understand signing Rizzo was part of that to have to keep his left-handed bat in the lineup. Fine. But you could have had Freeman. Yanks didn't go after him. You could have had Freeman and then you could have had had Freeman and you could have, you could have uh, kept DH. You could have either DH either one. You had Matt Olson. You didn't go after him. You went to Atlanta. Yep. Thanks, Cashman. You're a jerk. And that's why, clearly, Yankee fans are frustrated and why they're upset with the direction this team's going and why they've always called out Cashman and and Hal Steinbrenner. No, they haven't always called out Cashman. I think maybe they need to call him out more. I think they need to call him out more. they, They started doing it recently. We've been doing it for years. And everybody said we were wrong. Everybody said, oh, no, Brian Cashman's great. You know, what are you talking about? Look at all these moves he's making. You know, he signs free agents and he does and he gets it done in the trade market. Look, he signed Garrett Cole. Ha 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 ha. No. I heard Ricky Ricardo talk to somebody, you know, the the Spanish language voice of the Yankees. He also uh, hosts show radio show. Yep. I heard him talk to someone and he said, give him one more chance and let's see what he does. In this case, give Cashman one more chance. Yep. Okay. And uh, so far, all Cashman's done is get rid of a source of a of a fan headache to appease the fans, along with your uh, defensively sure minded third baseman for an aged slugger at third. And re-signed Rizzo. That's all they've done. They've basically done what we expected them to do. Maintain the status quo. And with the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Red Sox around, that, that pretty much leaves the Yankees possibly is the third best team in this division maybe do you see them even being fourth in the division yes beyond that i mean the rays they're gonna challenge i think that i think those i think uh i think the rays the Sox, and i i think the rays the yankees and the jays are all going to be challenging each other i think the red Sox might not but i don't think they're that good We'll, we'll talk about first. that because we're gonna have a we're gonna have an episode where we break down um, the AL East and the NL East, and we'll go through and we'll see who we pick and everywhere for that. Uh, yep. So the Yankees are already the Yankees need to make other moves as well. 
they have Aaron to judge they have to lock up to a contract Haven't um done that. i'm not sure they will uh, not yet but judge need they need to start thinking i'm about not sure they're Yankee. going to resign him well i don't I think, think the he's the to he wants to be a yankee judge has said it i want to be a yankee the rest of my career yeah but do you know what if he doesn't want to be if he doesn't get the money he wants from the New York Yankees he's not going to be a New York Yankee and don't worry Aaron you can still stay in New York come on board come on board already on the New York Met train Aaron Yanks already are going to have Domingo Herman on the 60 to ADL to start the year so he will not start he won't you won't be seeing him for at least the first batch of the year great Severino, you don't know what you're going to get with him. Garrett Cole, uh, okay. Then the rest of the lineup you have to worry about. Again, Aaron Hicks with a history of injuries. LeMahieu is going to be 34 years old. Yanks are playing with a aged lineup that's all roughly about in their 30s, maybe a little older than 30 now. You and know how we all kept saying from 2015 on, oh, they got about seven years, six years, five years, four years, three years, two years, one year. I think the window has been slammed shut and Cashman's not doing anything about it. We are at. We are at. A rod. To We are at that level of everybody's over the hill everybody's you know having down years name me like uh, Aaron Judge has played one full season since he's been up here and now Gary Sanchez is gone so I think the window shut I think the window shut Thank God they signed Cole to the deal they signed him to because they're going to need him to be there for two years through a rebuild. I think who's this, yeah, who does this Yankees team have? Yeah, who do the Yankees have? I think they're unloading talent. Nobody wants to admit it, but I think they're unloading talent. But well, they're still trying to stay competitive relevant. while they well, do it. Maybe come All-Star break, that's when you'll fully see the team blowing it up. I'd say come the All-Star break, if the Yankees are are completely out of it, then you're going to see the full blow up in process. So right now, free agency has continued to heat up. More moves are still coming. Baseball is only a couple of weeks away. Where will our teams be come April 7th? We're going to get our answer. Let's take a little break. When we come back, NFL hot stove. You thought baseball had a lot of moves. Look how much the landscape has changed in the NFL. We're about to tell you that in a little bit. Back after this. You know, when we talked about baseball's free agency, we did it the way that everybody else does it. We kind of focused on big things and we didn't really. I, I apologize for last segment. I really do. We did it the old way. We wanted to give you a little bit of an impression of how everybody else does it, right? And now we're going to show you how we do it because I'm sick and tired of the way everybody covers free agency. I'm sick and tired of not knowing where every player is going and every player destination. And I'm going to change that. See, we're going to list all of the players that have made moves 
And we're going to talk about the ones that haven't signed. But before we do that, Beast, where can they hear us? You can listen to Downtown Sports on 16 different platforms. Run Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Bullhorn, Podday, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, Castro.fm, and Stitcher. Episodes, rants, digital market battle specials every week, once a week. We're Downtown Sports. We are where sports come home. At least once a week, because generally we release the MBs, yeah. there's rants, yeah. you know. We kind of get all about over. two, three things a week, sometimes one. There's other weeks we've put out four things, you know. We're kind of crazy like that, but at least once a week, you will hear from us talking well, all of the sports that you want to know about. So let's get right into this list. Yeah, it's been quite a crazy free agency and trade period in the entire NFL. A lot of surprises that honestly I was not expecting. Now, and let's begin. It's our list music. You know that that yep. beautiful stuff that we play. So let's just, you know what we're going to do? I'll take the first few, first few. You take the next few. We're just going to go down the list together. Got so without, without explanation, we're, we're going to say this once and once only where everybody has gone. Okay, let's begin. Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills, six years, 120. What a move for Buffalo. Wow. Jackson goes from the Patriots to the Chargers. Like it. Chandler Jones to the Raiders. Carlton Davis stays with the Bucks, And we have Brandon Sheriff to the Jaguars. Marcus Williams to the Ravens. Allen Robinson goes to the Rams. We'll talk about that in a moment. Randy Gregory goes to the Broncos. Devondre Campbell stays a Packer. Okay. Lincoln Tomlinson goes to sure up the Jets offensive line. Christian okay. Kirk to the Jaguars. On Reddick. Reddick to the Eagles. All right. Interesting. James Daniels. Okay. Nice move for the Steelers there. Three years. Still a couple of players. Gilmore still not having a, a, a move yet. Be curious where that goes. Quandre Diggs. All right. Stays with Seattle. Okay. Darius Williams. Jacksonville. All right. Like they're building up their defense. Good. We'll talk about the ones that haven't signed in a second, yeah. but keep Ryan, going with the ones that have. Ryan Jensen staying with the Bucks. Big. Brady coming back. I think that's very huge. Emmanuel Glory. Agba. Ch- Hold on. Agba stayed with the Dolphins. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Shavarius Ward. Yeah, Ward to the Niners. Then we have Foley Quan to the Jaguars. You have Austin Corbett to the Panthers. Um, Joe Noteboom going to the Rams. He stays home. Uh, Shark goes to uh, Detroit to hopefully sure up uh, the wide receiver core for Jared Goff. DJ Reed to the Jets. DJ Jones to the Broncos. Alex Kappa goes to the Bengals because they needed offense. Oh, they need all my help big time. Tremendously. <laughs> Morgan Moses to the Ravens. Connor Williams becomes a Dolphin. Zach Ertz stays in Arizona for three years now. Big and uh, Nuosu goes to Seattle. Jordan Whitehead to the Jets. Brian Allen stays a Ram. Juju Smith-Schuster to Kansas City. Let's keep going. Marcus May to the Saints. Mm. We have, after that, we've got Ben Jones staying with the Titans. We have 
Leighton Vander Esch staying with Dallas. Casey Hayward to the Falcons. Ty Conklin to the Jets. Good piece at tight end. Gallup locked up for five more years with Dallas. Foley Fadukasi going to the Jags. Uh, Levi Wallace, this is a big move, going to the Steelers, helping with their secondary. Justin Reed going to Kansas City. C.J. Uzoma, nice pickup for the Jets as well, another tight end. Sed Wilson going to the Dolphins. All right. Sebastian Joseph Day to the Chargers, three years. Tim Settle to the Bills. Xavier Woods to the Panthers. Russell Gage going over to Tampa Bay, a nice piece for Brady. Byron Pringle going over to the Bears to replace basically Allen Robinson. Mitchell Trubisky going to the Steelers. Curious what they do with him there. Maybe he starts. Yeah. James Conner sticking with with Arizona. Evan Ingram going over to the Jags. Norwell going to Washington. Bale, Bilal Nichols staying with, going to Vegas. Bridgewater to Miami for one year. Probably to back up Tuva, Tua. B.J. Hill to the bank, staying with Cincy. Big move for the Jets, locking up Braxton Berrios for two years. Really showed a lot of, of promise. Raheem Mostert to the Dolphins one year. And Mark Glowinki, Glowinski to the Giants three years. Oh, wow. The Giants actually signed someone. Yeah, they got an O-line piece. All right. Just okay. one. Well, well, the Giants are relying upon the draft to do everything else. Yeah. Let me just say this, though. Mitch Trubisky to the Steelers what do you think about that one? beyond a shadow of a doubt that nobody trusts any of the quarterbacks in this draft. Which so, means the Giants might be able to get one of the quarterbacks in this draft in the second round if they're still there. Well, and I'm hoping against hope that the Giants do that. I don't care if they sign Trevor Simeon. I just care that Daniel Jones is at the starting quarterback. Well, you know, this is the Giants we're talking about right now. I know Gettleman has retired, but you still have John. You still have Mara running things around here. And, Mara, and he's going to do something wrong to mess up this Giants team even further than they are now. Mara is Wellington is turning in his grave right now. Oh, yeah. He's turning and spinning like a top. Yeah. Because his son has taken the giant legacy and took a gigantic poop on it. The last 10 years have been a disgrace. It's been 10 years where they've been disgraceful. Only one time in 10 years have the New York Giants made the playoffs. Can you believe it? Crazy. From what they were about 10 years ago. That's that's scary. The only team that's uh, been worse. There's only two teams that have really been worse than the Giants, and that would be the Jaguars and the Jets. Crazy. Now, what we've just shared with you was free agency. We haven't even talked about the trades that have happened in the NFL yet. And boy. And the biggest one, and this is where we start. Now that the criminal charges have all been dropped against Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson now goes to the Cleveland Browns. Six years. Signs. $230 million. And there goes Baker Mayfield. Where does he go, though? What do the we don't Browns know yet. do with him? We don't know. And exactly who did the Texan, who, who did the Browns give up to get Deshaun Watson? Oh, let's dive into the trade. So the Texans will send a fifth round pick for 2024 to Cleveland. Okay. 
The Texans will get the first round picks for this year, next year, and 2024, and a third round pick for 2023, and a fourth round pick for 2024. So the Texans got a very nice overhaul of draft picks in trading Deshaun Watson. I love it. I think it's great. The Texans can build around Davis Mills now without any restraint. If they what even they decide. Well, I they mean. They got rid of Watson, so Davis Mills is their guy. It's basically official. Davis Mills is our starting quarterback in the world of the Texans. I'm surprised they didn't take Baker Mayfield back in the deal. Not but that really shows you that they're willing to commit to Davis Mills. And now, um, where does Baker Mayfield go? It, does he go to Pittsburgh? Could be. Is he now going to? Is Baker Mayfield the guy that led the Browns to the playoffs? Uh, now he's going to jump ship and join the Steel City. Ago. Now he will jump ship and join the Steel City. What do you mean jump ship? They kicked him out. They kicked him out. They kicked because you know what? They found out that it wasn't Odell Beckham that was the problem. It was Baker Mayfield. Because once Odell Beckham left, uh, the Browns were still falling apart. Well, but what happens with Baker? That's the big question right now. Because yeah. right now, he's the it, it's the biggest name that's really available in the trade market yeah. today. Uh, oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield has responded. He's told the... He's told the apparently he's told the Browns that he wants to go to the Colts. Yeah. He said it was very insulting what happened to him with the Browns and just getting to Sean Watson like that. Yeah. Some say Baker Mayfield needs to be humbled. Well, and you know he, what? You were talking about this. Yeah. And, and you were talking about this. Yes. Was the problem Beckham or was the problem Baker Mayfield? Well, now it's Mayfield. We we know the answer now because uh, Beckham's a Super Bowl champion and Mayfield is uh, wondering where he's going to work. Yeah. Well, now that the Colts have dealt Carson Wentz, he went to Washington now. They do need a piece. They do need somebody to lead their offense now. And I'm wondering, you put Baker Mayfield on that Colts team. You have Frank Reich as your head coach, somebody that's been a quarterback that knows a thing or two about being a quarterback, maybe something that could get Baker Mayfield back to where he was. I don't know. You're putting, do you know what though? I think if you give Baker Mayfield an offensive line and Taylor as his running back, you're going to see amazing things come out of him. I mean, <laughs> you can utilize the rest of the wide receiving core. You could see Michael Pittman Jr. Take off. Maybe you could see T Y Hilton have another run or two left in him. I mean, you know what I look, mean, Look, I think Baker Mayfield is an upgrade to Carson Wentz. He is. So, uh, by the way, at this point in his career, don't be so sure that Carson Wentz is the starter in Washington on the Commanders, no longer the yeah. football team. I did like that, but the yes. Commanders, and we're going to have to get used to that. But do you know what? That's not a bad name. Mm. It's not the oh. worst name I've ever heard mm. in the uh, NFL. Mm. Yeah. Well, Deshaun Watson going. Does to everyone remember the Houston Oilers? Oh. My God. That was a terrible name. At least oh the Commanders goodness. isn't on the Oilers' level of bad. Yeah, we still. Have I mean, the, the Browns are just terrible. That's still have a the terrible Edmonton. name. You still have the Edmonton Oilers, so you know that name's not completely gone. The hockey team uses it, so yeah. Well, that's but bad. anyway, they're weird in Canada. But back to business here. Okay, so now you sorry, put Deshaun, Canada, you're not weird. So now you put Deshaun Watson on the Cleveland Browns, and now you suddenly are going to have him compete every year with Joe Burrow. Now, look at that AFC North and look what it's going to look like. 
Watson, Jackson, Burrow, and whoever the Steelers put at quarterback, probably going to be maybe Mitchell Trubisky. Or Baker Mayfield. Hmm? Yeah. If, if Baker Except goes I to don't Pittsburgh. Think the, I, I don't think the Browns would trade Baker Mayfield to Pittsburgh. So. And do you think uh, Mike Tomlin is going to want to take on somebody that needs to be humbled and has uh attitude problem? You, you think Mike Tomlin is going to have time for that on his football team? No. He's not going to tolerate it. I can tell you that much. And I think that's, uh, well, Baker Mayfield literally said it. He wants to go to the Colts. Well, for his sake, he better hope that move works. Some so say the Lions could be a good, maybe the Lions could be a good fit for him too. put him with Detroit. Then you could really build a team down there. But uh, Jared Goff is who they got going forward. So I don't see that changing anytime soon. I mean, you put Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield side by side and you pretty much got the same quarterback. Yeah, exactly my point. So it would not, it would not. Uh, Both of them are very good if they're put in the right situations. Well, Baker Mayfield now needs to be put in a good situation for his own sake and to kind of get his, uh, maybe rec- replenish his reputation a little bit because it's been, it's been kind of damaged now. I don't think the Browns are going to send Baker Mayfield where he wants to go. I think the Browns are going to send him where they, they want him to go. And I think they would like him to go far, far away from them, maybe to an NFC team. I don't think he's going to the Colts. Well, speaking of the NFC, we had a big shift down there. Maybe the Eagles, maybe the Eagles are a thought. But they have uh, Jalen Jalen Hurts. You got Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you can back up Jalen Hurts. But actually, I think uh, Baker Mayfield's better than Jalen Hurts. And I think Jalen Hurts needs to earn that job. Baker doesn't want to be a backup. Baker's not going to want to be a backup. I understand that. But I think both of them will. I think Baker Mayfield needs to earn a job. And I think uh, Jalen Hurts needs to earn a job. So I'd bring Baker Mayfield in. Or I'd send Jalen Hurts over in a trade, bring in Baker Mayfield to start. And Hurts could be the backup Yeah, in Cleveland. I think that makes sense. Mm. All right, let's look at the next big trade that went down. This is probably the biggest one of them all. Devontae Adams. After Green Bay locked up Aaron Rodgers to $200 million for another four years, you thought, ah, Devontae Adams was not going to go anywhere. Devontae Adams was was a guaranteed, I'm staying in Green Bay. I'm going to stay with Rodgers the rest of his career. Nah. He goes to the Vegas Raiders to join Derek Carr. Was that his choice, though? Well, the Packers franchise were going to franchise tag Adams. But he said he no. Fra- he didn't want to be franchise tagged. So they so, traded him instead of signing him to an yeah. actual deal. I was very shocked because I figured if Rodgers stayed, Green Bay was going to be, all right, we're going to give Devontae Adams whatever he wants. We're going to lock him up, make sure he doesn't. we don't lose our best receiver. Now, Green Bay has decided that uh, they do what they always do. They they let their talent go all, elsewhere and they leave Aaron Rodgers to do everything. That's pretty much been the Green Bay Packers MO. Yeah. But here's my question. What did the Packers get back in that deal? Mm. Well, we're going to we're going to read into it now. It's uh, it's an interesting move. I mean, you're you signed Adams in addition to the trade. So, OK, 67 and a half of guaranteed money is what he's getting, by the way, Adams in this in this move. Signing bonus of nineteen point two five million. They'll mm. make a base salary of three and a half million next year for twenty twenty two for this year. Then twenty million next year. Altogether, it'll add up to three years, sixty seven and a half. The final two years will be seventy two and a half million dollars. And he'll be about thirty. He'll be in his thirties by the time Adams gets to this portion of the contract. He's twenty nine now. 
So does this move help the Raiders? Does it hurt the Raiders? I mean, it's a good weapon for Carr. But my question is, when he had Aaron Rodgers, the ball was always going to Adams. You don't think the AFC is not going to know? We're going to cover a few people more on Devontae Adams. Maybe the NFC did. Um, I don't think it mattered how many people covered Devontae Adams if the quarterback was good enough. And then Derek He changed Carson. an offense. He changes an offense. He changes the defense and how they have to cover. And that, Adams. Uh, do you know what? And then a quarterback like Derek Carr, who can spread the football around, can actually start to go to work. Yep. Now, little piece uh, of this pie here with the contract by 2023, another 43 million in injury guarantees that he becomes fully guaranteed. Now, to avoid owing Adams that amount, the Raiders would have to cut Adams after one year, and then the Raiders would have to lose two draft picks. That's kind of how this contract plays out a little. That's, That's no how this good. So but you think the Raiders now got Hold the on. raw end Stop. of this deal? Stop. What did Green Bay get? Why is no one talking about what Green Bay has received? All I read about here is to the Raiders, to the Raiders, to the Raiders. What did Green Bay get? That's my draft question. Draft picks. Well, of course, I got draft picks, but draft what picks. draft picks did they get? Anything worth it? Here. Anything that they could actually use? The Packers shall receive the Raiders first and second round draft picks Ooh, for this oh, year. For wait, this year. No, they, oh, and there's a ton of wideouts in this draft. The Packers will also get the number 22 and number 50 and number 53. Oh, yeah. So basically, number 22 and number 53 overall pick in the draft. Remember now, the Packers wanted to franchise tag Adams, and he would have you know been staying with Green Bay another year for about $20 million and blocked any other moves. And uh, said Adams didn't like that. He didn't want to play under a franchise tag. So here we are. Here came this trade. And do you know what? The Packers now have two first round picks and all the, their O-line is first set. and second round pick for them. That's scary. A second and a first round first, pick. They have two first round picks. And yeah. Two oh, yeah in, addition round to picks that, in addition to that. Yeah. So guess what? Yeah, so they literally have two and two in the first and second round. They're going to literally rebuild their offense with probably some of the best uh, offensive linemen and wideouts and, uh, that are there. Well, you keep Alan Lazard. You keep Valdez Scantling to be your deep threat. You put a couple, maybe put another couple pieces around him. And by the way, Julio Jones is out there. Maybe the uh, maybe the Packers make a move for Julio Jones, right? The Jets. Jets need uh, that, to make a that, move for one also. That needs to be Julio Jones needs to be a Jet. If Jarvis Julio Landry's Jones, out there too. Jarvis Landry is out there too. If either one of those two players become Jets, then the moves that you made to shore up your offensive line actually start to matter. Then Zach Wilson could actually uh, have targets to throw the football to. Yeah, you know, by the way, when uh, when the Deshaun Watson deal went down, another rumored team that was likely to get him was Atlanta. That didn't happen. Had he gone to Atlanta and this report came out, Jarvis Landry and possibly Leonard Fournette would have signed with Atlanta had Watson gone there. So look at all look at what could have happened to now to what has happened. The Browns just cut Landry after they got Deshaun Watson. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
This is only well, just maybe a, they're maybe they're cutting Landry and they're trying to work out a more team friendly deal. Is that possible? It could be. Could be or possible. maybe Landry or maybe Landry just said, look, I don't want to deal with the organization that just threw uh, Baker Mayfield under the bus. Yeah. Well, and, and a looking... lot of and a lot of Browns uh, fans are very angry. They're all over Twitter yeah. going bring, bring back, back Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry. And that's from yeah. at Browns or die. Yeah, that's well, one of that's the most a faithful famous, Browns uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a that's a Cleveland Browns uh very good very good Twitter account. And the sad part that. of it is the Browns were finally having winning success. They were finally a relevant football team. And then you do this. Then you cut one of the receivers that made your team watch. Although from everything I'm reading, it doesn't mean that Cleveland wants to be done with him. I just no. don't think they wanted him on no. the contract they had him on. Well, so they're they're now forcing him to negotiate a more team friendly deal. Well, let's see what basically, the Browns do with Jarvis Land. Basically, the Browns just said to Jarvis Landry, take a pay cut. Yeah. Could you see them bringing back Landry? Maybe possibly Odell Beckham. Or do you think Odell's staying where he is in L.A. and not going anywhere? I think Odell Beckham wants absolutely nothing to do with the Cleveland Browns organization whatsoever. Even though now Deshaun Watson is there, even though now uh, you have Deshaun Watson. I don't think uh, Odell Beckham Jr. wants anything to do with the Cleveland Browns organization whatsoever. His team, his current team that he's on just won a Super Bowl. He's not going anywhere. He's still playing under his own contract. So why would he move anywhere? Why would he do anything? like? Why would he go anywhere? Is it he still under contract? Is it he not? A, he's not well, a free agent. No, he's he is a free agent. Is uh is Jarvis Landry? He's a free agent. Not Landry. Oh, oh no. Beckham. No. Oh no. Beckham now. Beckham has uh, Beckham. Well, remember now. Beckham is still is hurt right now. So at the moment, he is a free agent though. Beckham is currently a free agent. He hasn't signed back with the Rams yet. He's still somebody could take him, but he's hurt right now. You know so, what? Eli Manning works for the New York Giants still, right? Are you kidding me? You're saying the Giants should get him back. He should go Hold back. Hold on. To I, I, wait, stop for three seconds. I'm not saying that, but I, I just want to throw this at you real quick. Yeah. Eli Manning still works for talent acquisition in the New York Giants, right? He's still, yes. he, he's in, he's working for them. He just said in an interview mm-hmm. um, when he was asked about Odell Beckham that there's a very big difference in the Odell Beckham that we saw in the Super Bowl and the Odell Beckham that played on the New York Giants. He's grown up a whole lot. Eli Manning literally just said the kid who crap talked him at the end of his career was basically the reason the Giants uh, treated Eli Manning as unceremoniously as they did. I still can't get over the fact that they benched Eli Manning for Geno Smith. Like uh, that, that had to have been the biggest insult to uh, one of the best quarterback in New York history. And and that's what he is. Sorry. Mm. Best quarterback this city has ever had. This city's not known for great quarterbacks. Let's be real here. We like to talk up our quarterbacks like they are great, but Mm -hmm. definitely. But you know what? I'll be very curious to see what happens to OBJ. Where does he go? Does he stay with the Rams or not? But that's a very that's a very interesting statement. And now that uh, Beckham is obviously he's going to be out for like half a season at least. So anybody that signs him is going to get him on a deal. And um, I honestly think 
perhaps maybe he could come back to the Giants, especially if Eli is talking about yeah. how he's grown up. That's a very big statement from somebody yeah. who's uh, very, very still closely associated to this Giants squad. Yep. Who still this... mentors Daniel Jones to this very day. Yep. Speaking of quarterbacks, and this is the final piece of our big moves that have happened. And this was a move we honestly didn't think, well, did we have an idea it was going to happen? Maybe, but we weren't sure. We weren't sold on it. So much for retirement. Brady's coming back for one more year. He said and he has unfinished business. Guess he wasn't I, happy losing a Stafford. I, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think he liked the fact that Matthew Stafford was the one that ended his career, that he wants to, his unfinished business is going and beating Matthew Stafford. By the way, he won't. But he could go ahead and try. I'm sure Giselle. Won't, I'm sure Giselle kept him in the, had him in the house for like two or three weeks. Got sick of him and said, "Go out and play. Go play football. Shut up and get away from me." The crazy thing is, Brady will stay with the Bucks and will play one more year for his 23rd year in the league. And you know what? Three years. And by the way, 23 years as a starter in this league. Incredible. He took over week eight. 23 years ago, week eight, he took it over from Drew Bledsoe. And the rest, as they say, is history, folks. And history apparently is still being written because uh, Tom Brady has gone into his Brett Favre phase. I retire, I come back, I retire, I come back. Now it's going to be like a yearly thing. And by the way, you want to know who's you want to know who's uh, really responsible for this and who Tom Brady says is responsible for him coming back? LeBron. Yep. LeBron. He had a conversation with LeBron freaking James. And LeBron told him to come back. LeBron James, why couldn't you leave well enough alone? Why couldn't you just let Tom Brady retire so that the NFL could be free of him? Yes, he was the best in history, but... And by the way... Did you see a couple of those pieces that documentary they were working on with Tom Brady? They, they were doing a Brady documentary and Brady's production company is doing a Brady thing about Brady and Brady and Brady and Brady. And maybe with all these uh, film projects that he's doing, Tom Brady realized, hey, I need another uh, I need another season's worth of money so I could get my production company started. Maybe well, that's it. Yeah, because he wants to keep making all these movies about himself. Well, all we know is now, at least for Tampa Bay, they'll have Brady another year, so they'll keep their pieces roughly for about another year. You keep Fournette yeah. now. You don't move him. Godwin already re-signed a new contract, so he'll be sticking around. So Gronk's still Gronk, there. He didn't Gronk, retire. Yeah. yeah, Gronk will stick around for as long as Brady's around. I think, as long, I think as long as – I think wherever Brady plays, Gronkowski will play, and when Brady retires, Gronkowski will retire. Yeah. And Rob Gronkowski will return to WWE and, and, and fight Roman Reigns for the universal title, and, and that'll be the end of WWE as a company. But that's to look forward to after Gronkowski retires. We still have a lot of free agency left because I don't know how many players the Giants are going to cut in order to um, get their salary cap fixed so they could actually mm-hmm. sign the draft picks they draft this year. Yep. It's kind of useless to have Drew two draft picks in the top 10 of the first round if you can't sign them both. 
And on top of that, we're still one more month away from the NFL draft. In about a month, more talent will be joining our 30 team, two teams in the NFL. And, and then a lot of these free agency. And yeah. And then a lot of these free agency moves that we're scratching our head about all of a sudden, they're going to start to make sense. Teams have their draft boards ready to go. They know where these players are going to be. They know everything about them, unless something magical happens to one of them, like, oh, one of them falls off a cliff and breaks their leg or something. You know, everything is set for the NFL draft. These players had their, these teams had their plans of what they were going to do in the draft. And we're going to see what these teams plans are completed when draft time comes, because once you see those draft picks coming in, you're going to see the directions that these teams wanted to go, and you're going to understand why they made the moves they made. Or you won't, because, you know, some teams just do things that don't make sense. You know, like the Cleveland Browns. Well, we're going to find... And the Browns are out. still the Browns, ladies and gentlemen. Don't fret. <laughs> we thought that they were going to be good, but, but it's okay, guys. The Browns are still the Browns. Even if they're good, they're still the Browns. There you have it. And with that, that's going to wrap up this hot stove edition of Downtown Sports. I want to thank Bristol Large. I want to thank Tony Mainville. I want to thank our producer, Girl Friday, for the work. We're sorry, Girl Friday. We know you had a lot to do this week. We're going to do our part. Don't you worry. You can listen to Downtown Sports on 16 different platforms on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Castbox, Bullhorn, Podbay, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, Castro.fm, and Stitcher. Rants, episodes, digital, market specials every single week. At least once a week. We are downtown sports. Not more. We are downtown sports, and we are where sports come home. For the Beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente. It's me. It's Mouth of the South, John Chiboni, saying we're out. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.